Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. To the Pat Mayo Experience, the Memorial Update, because it's Wednesday, full final card, some make-the-cut parlays, and of course, all of your viewer questions along with updated DraftKings ownership and the weather report for the week. It just, I just refreshed the page and it just changed, so that's always fun to have. I can be wrong again for the second straight week at the exact same course when it comes down to it all. That's fun times. Anyway, uh, I want to let everyone out there know to smash the like button to the episode and in the comment section, give me your biggest fade from the top of the card. What favorite do you not like this week? Put that in the comment section. Also, remember to rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, Five Stars, which you can tune into after this show ends. It'll be up like 10 minutes afterwards on the audio feeds. Obviously, you can't ask live questions to something that's previously recorded. That's why you got to be in the chat if you want to do any of this stuff, all right? I know that's a tough concept to figure out, but... This is where we're at. Also, right now on my Twitter feed, at the PME, I'm doing 20 millionaire ticket giveaway for two hours. It started at noon. It goes all the way through to 2 p.m. Eastern time. You can find everything up there. Quick tip. One, it helps if you follow me first to do that if you want to win. And two, there's two very basic steps to this. It says, one, retweet this tweet. Two, reply to the tweet. Now, those are two separate steps. So if you do the thing where you quote tweet it, with your DraftKings handle, you're not going to be in the draw. Like, the only way for people to see the DraftKings handle is if you actually reply to the tweet. So you're just making yourself ineligible every time you do that. I'm not picking the winner. Someone else is. But, you know, you want them to see your DraftKings handle and just letting you know that they're not seeing it if you do it the other way. So just actually follow the steps. And, hey, you might have a chance. Also... There's a few giveaways uh, from DraftKings this week as it pertains to the Millionaire Maker. If you enter two lineups in the Millionaire and a golfer with a salary of over $9,000 wins this week, you get a free $4 NBA Millionaire ticket. If you enter three to four lineups and a golfer with a salary above $8,000 wins, you get a free $10 MLB ticket. You enter five or more lineups and a golfer with a salary of over $7,000 wins, you get a free $25 NBA Millionaire ticket. So lots of 
of millionaires coming off with all the sports coming back. So, you know, they're egging you to play in the millionaire. So if you do that, you might get some rewards back if you enter multiple lineups that way. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, shout out to Reed Fowler. You might know Reed from the show. Uh, we just over hiatus it's been a bit difficult to get him back on but he's got engaged this week so shout out at reed t fowler on twitter you can follow all of his work along with mine up on DraftKings nation the new site.com that's where my write-up and my cheat sheets and everything like that are and fantasynational.com never a bad time to become a member at fantasynational.com but if you become a fantasynational.com member right now by using the promo code mayo or fantasynational.com slash mayo you get 20 percent off all deals too so that's always good looking out. I think that we're going here, Paul. I think it's working. I'm not sure though. As I'm looking at the, uh, it the appears thing. that we're going. It was a little, it was a little shaky on my it, end it, at the beginning. For whatever reason, the audio on the intro didn't fire, even though on my practice beforehand it did fire. Then I was a little bit late to starting, so we didn't get welcome. We just got Pat Mayo experience, but I think we're up and running. I don't know. I'm looking on YouTube, and it's not going right now. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at the YouTube stream. So. It seems to be going on all other platforms. I just don't know why the YouTube... Yeah, I'm trying... It's this new YouTube studio thing that's... The uh, new YouTube studio is just crushing us up here? It's uh, not, a, not having a good time. Um, I'll work on it. You, you work on that. I mean, do I have to do, like, re, re-intro the show? Because I'm up on Facebook right now. I'm up on Periscope. I can see those videos. I just oh, can't... I see why now. You see why? Do you want to flick it back on? There's a button that says go live. Uh, do you want to hit the go live button? I'm going to hit the go live button now. All right. So if you've been watching. Damn it. So, yeah, I missed. I, I'm, yeah, this is new. This, this is new. new we're, we're working through the trials and tribulations and here. And now you're live on YouTube, too. Now I'm live on YouTube as well? Yes. All right. So unless, wh- unless this is lying to me. I'm sorry to the people. It's all right. Well, they don't know. They didn't see it. We, well, we weren't, we weren't well, actually. The Facebook people will talk to the YouTube people and, and the Periscope people, and they'll be like, what's going on here? It's all, it's all Shag's all right. fault. So if you're on YouTube, sorry, we had just previously started the show. It just didn't start going up to YouTube. So hello, everyone out there in YouTube land. We're actually here. We've been doing the show. It just hasn't popped up yet. But smash the like button for the video. Give me your biggest fade in the comment section. Rate, review, the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off all deals. There, it just, just took me 30 seconds to say what it just took me eight minutes to say. We actually haven't done anything yet. I haven't released the pics or anything like that. Tomorrow on the show. I'm finally releasing the first giant bracket of the funniest movie of the 2000s. You'll be able to vote on that up on the PME on Twitter, so please follow me for that. All of the voting will go. We'll have the play-in games, so matchups starting tomorrow. You can see the whole bracket. Marcus Grant from NFL Network broke this all down with me, and you can go catch up on all the preview shows. They were a lot of fun to go break down. Friday, we'll have UFC. Saturday, we'll have football. And because the people... Did the good work out there. You people did the good work. You got over 250 new five-star ratings and reviews for the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. So Friday afternoon, myself and Jeff Feinberg will be in studio for the Memorial Cut Sweat Show. I'm glad you did it because I really wanted to do it. You know, I had to stick to my guns on this. And this is one thing. So you saw how easy it was to rate and review the audio podcast. It takes like four seconds, like I've always said. And it turns out you, you figured out how to do it. All the people that hadn't done it all these years. Do it for the other shows that you like to. Whatever podcast you enjoy, that is the single best thing you can do to support any podcast that you like. Is Just go leave one of those five-star ratings. You just saw how easy it is. Uh, thank you for reviewing our show. And hey, if you haven't done it yet, fucking go do it, all right? And like I said, it doesn't take very long. Uh, so just figure that out. Um, yeah, let's get into this. Ready? Memorial.
picks cheat sheet. My card for the week. We have Tiger Woods. I'm in on him. 28 to 1. I'm going to go down with the Tiger ship if it's not going really well. But I do have a theory on this. Now, I threw my back out last week. I couldn't walk for like two days. I was just laying on the ground. And it perfectly coincided with Jason Day having his best tournament like of all time. Well, not of all time. Of like the past like 18 months. So this week, bad back Tiger. My back's still not great. I'm going with the all bad back team. I'm not going back to Day. But I am taking Tiger Woods and someone else down the card too. That's going to be a lot of fun when burns me again but tiger 28 to 1 the one late ad i had two choices i wanted to make one was take this guy brooks kepka 28 to 1 which i did do that is a pure number play i just don't know how long we're going to continue to get brooks at these numbers i haven't bitten yet on any of on any of the brooks numbers i know other people have they've been burned i feel like this is the time to get in i did i know it was just 10 holes to finish off friday but it did look like he captured something this is a big boy field this feels like a major so 28 to 1 on brooks kepka is pretty good so my decision came down to one brooks kepka or one of two like Reed was in the mix for me at 55 to 1. Sergio dropped all the way to 75 to 1. Uh, Casey was down there. So it was either one Brooks bet or a bet on each of those guys. For, you know, when I try to parse it out, it's like the amount of money that I have to put on someone at 28 to 1 would allow me to technically bet two guys at 56 to 1, uh, that are 58 to 1, whatever the hell that works out to. 52 to 1? 56, 56 to 1. I was right the first time. But just in terms of allocation to get the same payout, that's what it would have to be. So I decided to side with Brooks. So Tiger Brooks, both 28 to 1. I bid it on Daniel Berger, 40 to 1, with the top five each way. Abraham, the Mexican, Allen Iverson, the answer, 50 to 1, with the top five each way. Joaquin Neiman, 70 to 1, with the top five each way. And Sung J.M., 75 to 1 with the top five each way. I've seen better numbers on him. I hit that early. I didn't think he would go up. He's a 90 in some places. He's 80 on the place where I actually played the each way on right now. So I missed out on a better number, but I'm still in on Sung Jae because I've already made the bet. Bombs for the week. Kevin Na, 125 to 1 with the top five each way. Uh, it's not 40 to 1 this week, so the investment is a lot smaller, but he has the trend of plays well. Tries to play with the hurt back, withdraws, skips a week, comes back, plays well. So we're on the upward, hopefully. I watched his Instagram video. He said that, you know, the back is feeling better, not all the way back. If he can make it through, this is a really good course for Kevin Na. And if you can stomach it in draft, if you can stomach having a zero on DraftKings, no one's going to use Na this week. And it's an iron in putting course that requires a bit of short game. That's what he does well. So Kevin Na. Uh, Sebastian Munoz. 350 to one with the top five each way. It's a very small bet. And of course, see, woo, woo, Kim, 250 to one with the top five each way. I played a top 10 on Kevin Na, 10 to one. I played top 20s on Munoz at 12 to one. And my guy, Jason Scrivener from Australia. Is that a South African accent? Or an Australian accent. Either way, he's 20 to 1. I also played Scrivener top Australia Asian, uh, which also includes Vijay Singh because he's from Fiji. Uh, that's 11 to 1 this week. First round leaders. So when I initially looked at it, it did look like the early, early Thursday was going to be uh, much better conditions. Now it looks like that the average speed or the average is going to be much lower on Thursday, but the rain has shifted from the afternoon into the morning. So the worst of it, the early guy should still get the softest conditions, uh, I think, anyway. But that's just how I played the first round later. I'm not doing any lineup stacks this week um, just because it's really difficult to figure out when the stoppage is going to happen. That was the big mistake that I made last week with the weather is that I didn't account for lightning stoppages. I just thought they'd play through and the rain wouldn't affect it that much. 
but that's not actually what happened. So the guys got off the course and they returned to softer conditions and started eating it up. And they were all the players in the wave that I just wasn't stacking. So uh, if you did want to do an AM PM or a PM AM and just play both of those stacks, you might luck your way into the right way about it. But I don't see any significant advantage as it pops out to the page of me right now as it pertains to the weather. So uh, the first round leaders, Steele, Keegan, and these are all with the top five each way. Um, so it pays one fourth to come inside the top five. Steele, Keegan, 100 to one. Luke, List. Got into the field late, didn't bet him outright, but I'll play him first round later. I'll have some fun with it. 125 to 1. Same with Mark Hubbard, Sebastian Munoz, and Sung Kang. It's got to be Kang. 150 to 1. And Scrivener and Zing Zhu Zhang, the Chinese bad boy. 250 to 1. So a very light card in terms of like in terms of odds. Like usually I play 8 to 10, somewhere between 100 and 150. Now we got guys at 250. So, you know, the allocation of money just isn't a lot in the first round leader market. There's a lot of good players at this course. So that's why. One and done. I'm rolling with Tiger. Jeff's rolling with Cantley. Cust is rolling with old Ricky Fowler. Uh, I bet Wes Bryan on the Corn Ferry Tour. I put that out on Twitter last night along with some Euro plays. And the Make the Cut Parlay, I just tweeted it out. It's up on my Facebook page right now, facebook.com slash PME. I don't want to just read through a whole bunch of names. I put it up four separate to make the cut parlays. One pays 160 to one, one pays 83 to one, one pays 12 to one. And I designed one of late wave players on Friday for the official Cut Sweat Show parlay. I just wanted to have everyone in the final, like when we're tracking the people, uh, that I wanted to have, you know, we can all sweat along together if we're watching the show to make the cut parlay. Hopefully they're not like out of it by then. And I put a bunch of players I didn't have on any of the other ones on it. So I have DJ Hovland, Hideki, Morikawa, Answer Reed, Fitzmagic, Neiman, Streelman, which I spelled wrong on this sheet, Kisner and Danny Willett. That pays 21.2 to 1 if all of those guys make the cut. And we'll be sweating it all live Friday afternoon. Check out my Twitter for the time when we do it because the weather might affect it a little bit. Uh, But, you know, if if it wins, it's a good chunk of change if you put a decent amount on it. Um, Let's see here. The weather, like I said, um, the super forecast right now uh, that I'm looking at, I'm going to chuck that. It's the same wind finder as last week that I used. I'm going to chuck that into the YouTube chat right now uh, if you just want to go see it. But like I said, uh, the rain, the, the presumed rain has shifted from the afternoon to the morning. The higher winds are going to be in the afternoon. So even if the players get to play through like drizzle, if there's no lightning and they stay on the course, they should have better conditions in the morning. Theoretically, it doesn't always turn out that way. Friday, it looks awesome. Uh, across the board so no particular advantage there almost no wind all of the wind is on thursday and late on sunday right now as it appears there's no rain or wind on friday or saturday so just keep that in mind when you're going through everything and as i look at it right now again fantasynational.com slash mayo uh, to get 20% off, I'm checking out the ownership projections. And realistically, it just looks like people are owning Patrick Cantlay, Abraham Answer. The Tiger number is really high right now uh, in terms of users on FantasyNational.com. It's just around 15%. I can see it being slightly higher than that. But I'm guessing Cantley, Answer, Hovland are going to be your one, two, three. Maybe Rory sneaks in because people always say they don't like to play Rory, but then they always end up playing Rory. But you can only own so many guys from the top. I would say a pretty certainly can't lay an answer are going to be the two highest owned players. Uh, Woodland might sneak into that mix too, just because he's $8,600. Maybe he takes away some from answer, hopefully, because I'm using answer and I'm not using Gary Woodland. But that would be the way that I am looking at it right now as it pertains to DraftKings ownership. MMA show. 
You can still go check that out for the card tonight. Uh, there's a Wednesday night UFC card. Paul and Cody broke it down. Cody just tweeted out his parlays for the week. Uh, people who watched and played DraftKings and bet on the UFC show last week for 251. We added all the screenshots together, and it was over $700,000 of winnings. So wouldn't count on that again, especially if I hit a winner in golf and they do that. Uh, it's a really good week. That should be able to get you through the rest of the year in terms of winnings uh, just from those two shows. So hopefully they can keep the momentum going, though, and there'll be another show on Friday to break down the card this weekend, if that's what you're into. Let's get to this chat. I wasted far too much of your time here. Let's see. Uh, Jeffrey asks, Pat, if you've been wagering on Hovland and Reed every week, should you keep on rolling them? Did Cash Morikawa 33 to 1 last week, DJ at 22 two weeks ago? Yeah, if you listen, it's different. I'm not rolling them back this week. I really gave a hard look to both of them. It's just I felt like the odds on Brooks being better than the odds on Hovland. I know Hovland's playing better right now, but you know, it gunned to my head, one of these guys is going to win. I would probably take Brooks. That's why I bet on Brooks. I got to see it from Hovland, and maybe last week it was a great experience for him. And Reed, listen, Reed wins at a better rate than 55 to 1. He wins at a rate over the past three years at around every 21 tournament. So his odds should be somewhere around 21 to 1 uh, in terms of the win equity that he actually presents. He's 55 to 1. He is a good bet. I just had too many people on my card and I had to narrow it down. Uh, appreciate the content, Pat. Appreciate you, John. Good spot for Willett. Okay spot for Willett. Don't hate Willett this week, but I'm not like highly. I know Jeff bet him, but it's like a friends and family week for Jeff, so he just bets all of his favorite dudes. Uh, and when he comes off some nice wins, that's what he ends up doing, and sometimes it really does work out for him. He's had a lot of winners this year. Uh, I think it's a fine spot for Willett. He tends to play tougher courses better. Uh, the driving has been spotty, but it was decent last time out at Rocket Mortgage. Not in the strongest field, and the irons were really good too. And you know the guy can get it up and down. Uh, I prefer a U.S. Open style course. I actually bet Willett to win the U.S. Open this year. I think that's his best bet uh, of all the majors. Like, unless the, ma like the year that he won the Masters, there was so much wind. It was a really tough Augusta year that when it turns into, like, shootout Augusta, and it's, like, minus 15, minus 16, Willett's not, like, super competitive in that type of format. One that makes you use all facets of your game, getting it up and down, making a clutch eight-foot putt, that kind of thing. That's where Willett really excels. And I do think that the winning score is probably going to mirror a lot like what it did last week, even though that the course is playing harder the course is playing harder presumably at least we think it's going to play harder but we have much better players in the field too so the likelihood of someone else getting to minus teen is minus 19 probably on the table just because of the talent influx here pick two favorite plays of the five duncan gooch weisberger Merritt, lanto any projected to have more than top more than five percent ownership i don't think so uh duncan and weisberger would be my two favorite of those two guys you can check out my DraftKings cheat sheet it is in the description of this podcast and video as well i always forget to link that one but it's up there i heard you talk a little about neiman on your podcast but what makes him a solid play i played him last week and it seemed like he had the potential to possibly win well there you go you answered your own fucking question kyle kyle what a name uh He's an excellent ball striker. He's played well at this venue in the past. He just needs to get all on the same page across all four rounds. And that's been a problem for him. He's a really young guy. But I think that he's sort of like the minor league. He's the AHL version of Hovland and Neiman, like that type of ball striker. Like he's not as complete as those guys are. But when his ball striking is top tier, it's just as good as those guys. It just doesn't happen as often. But again, that's why he's 75 to 1, not 20 to 1. That's why I like Neiman this week. Um, should it? Let's see. Some rules here. You don't want to get banned for life. So 
let me throw this out here. This is why I always put this up on the football show when I start banning people for life. And I love banning people for life. So if you ask a question that I deem stupid, you might not think it's stupid. But if I deem it stupid, then you're getting banned for life. It's like if you ask me if Johnson has a good chance this week. Well, are you talking about Dustin Johnson or Zach Johnson? If you just put Johnson, you're banned for life. Or if you start replying to other people's questions in the chat and don't leave it alone, like, I, no one's coming to the chat to hear from you. You're coming to hear from me. I know you might not feel that way, but that's really the case here. You start clogging up Pat's chat with your fucking commentary, you're banned for life. Paul, you put up your hand. Um, I know, I, yeah, I messed up the beginning of the show. Do I get a couple bans, though? Hey, you can you ban whoever you want. All right, cool. But it's your, it's your thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll ban whoever I want. If yeah. you particularly want to ban someone, listen, I'll let you know. If you're, somebody, you're producing the show. You can ban whoever you want. Banned. All right. Mason, is it dumb to fade bad putters who putted poorly, poorly last week? As it's the same course, why should they putt well this week? I think the putting is going to be the biggest difference this week. Slower greens last week, much faster greens this week. Uh, exceptionally slow, and they were around like average last week, but Memorial historically plays exceptionally fast. Some of the fastest greens that the players see all year. Exceptionally fast greens and exceptionally slow greens uh, on both ends of the spectrum. This one is up on the high end of the fast spectrum. Lightning, as we call it on Fantasy National tends to mitigate a lot of good versus bad putting just over the course of time. Listen, like some guys are going to putt well, some guys are going to putt poorly. But if it's hard to make eight-foot putts for everyone, then the bad putters are at less of a disadvantage than normal because they're going to miss those putts anyway. But if the good putters start missing those putts as well, then it mitigates that damage just a little bit. So I I don't think that you really want to track putting week to week. Like Keegan lost like nine strokes putting or seven strokes putting last week. He might lose seven strokes putting again. Like, don't get me wrong, but it just seems like a lot that he'll probably putt better this week just through variance. Uh, let's see. Biggest fade is Finau. Okay, Put, leave that in the comment section, not the live chat, pal. Uh, Pat, loving the movie brackets. One of the next pods coming out tomorrow. The actual bracket for the voting. I can't remember if that was missed on the first part of the YouTube when it wasn't up or not, but me and Marcus Grant will be breaking down the entire top 68 bracket for the funniest movie of the 2000s. We need your votes to make this legitimate. At the PME is where you can vote on that. Any love for Lonto or Hama? Great Ric Flair shirt. Woo! No, not this week for me. I'm going to pass on both of them. Sneds hasn't played here, but does well at Firestone. Any interest as a sleeper? Sneds feels like one of those players that outside of like the, the real Sneds type course, is that you just you either play him or you don't almost every single week because when he comes out of nowhere and strikes his irons well and when we talk about putting he's a good putter but he either tends to be like a bad putter or a great putter it's like minus two strokes gain putting or like plus seven so he's always a good gpp target but you have to realize that he's going to flame out a lot of the times and this is is not a great course for him just because he's not playing well right now. Having trouble choosing two to three guys in that Tiger DJ range. Any favorites in that area besides the ones that I've laid out on every show this week and in my column? Uh, No, just those guys. Go check those out. How strong are you feeling on sync? Not very. Hama or Bizanilut? Can we get a James? Please? You may. I don't like either of those guys. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bryson and will he be able to get away with those loose drives? Uh, I like Bryson this week. I'm using Bryson this week on DraftKings. Obviously, I'm not betting him at 10 to 1. Um, he has loose drives, but Bryson's, along with Tiger, probably like the smartest guy on tour. I don't mean that from like a sense of, oh, he's going to fill out an IQ test and figure this out. His strategy on the course and the thought that goes behind what he does, you can just tell that he thinks about these things. That's why he balked up. He thought to himself, how can I... 
glean an advantage on the field. Well, this is one way that I can do it. Um, so I think that he's going to pick his spots on places where he can go crazy with the driver and know that he can potentially miss because you do lose some accuracy that he's going to take his shots and try to bomb it out there at rocket mortgage. He could just go hog wild. If you miss the fairway, it wasn't that big of a deal. And he knew that uh, a lot of the courses so far that if you miss the fairway, it wasn't penal. I think that you'll see him dial it back a little bit on holes where you know that you can't short like if like number I mean, that's a par three, but on some of them, like on the par fives, like I can't miss left here. I know I can hit my three wood as far as everyone can hit their driver. I'll hit my three wood this time. I think that you'll see just more strategy from Bryson this time around. And these big drives and some of these misses and trying to cut off corners is a part of his strategy. Maybe he's figured something out about Mirfield Village just because he's able to do it. And maybe he tries to take advantage of that. But I would guess that you see him dial it back a little bit in certain places just because that's the preferred strategy here. Hope we get a cut sweat show. We are getting a cut sweat show. That's happening. You guys did it. Rate and review the podcast. I, I Again, I can't remember if I said this on the YouTube feed before it kicked out or not, but thank you all for hitting the over 250s rating and reviews. And again, if you have a favorite podcast that you listen to, that's not the Pat Mayo experience, or if it is, and you haven't done that for that show yet, please go do that. It's the lifeblood of podcasting. Any interest in McDowell or Grio? No. Appreciate the content. What about Doc Redmond? Redmond's fine. Uh, he made a short list for me. Didn't end up doing it. Uh, just kind of pu- pulled out. Not an effective form of contraception, or, but I'm doing it anyway. Pulling the goalie on Doc Redman this week. Uh, any thoughts on the Todd father liking the fairway guys? Everyone kind of hits fairways here. Uh, you need him to get dialed back in with his irons, and just I haven't seen it since basically when he went on his run at Travelers. It went away the next week, so I'm off on the Todd father. Lowry or Glover or both? I like Lowry. Uh, Any time that you get like wind in play and the course plays tougher, that tends to favor Shane Lowry. Are you playing some Mickelson? Yes, I am playing Phil Mickelson. I'm not betting him in anything, but for DraftKings, 7,300. Phil's irons have been really good the past two weeks, and he's driving the ball well. Did not putt for shit last week. I can see him turning that around a little bit. Historically, a very good putter. We know his short game is always top-notch, and he's just such a good DraftKings play. Like, Phil's going to trade birdies for bogeys. Like, that's that's his game. Uh, he's not afraid to put up, you know, a quick double, but he can go birdie four in a row. Like he's a much better DraftKings player overall than a lot of people at his price point, just because his volatility, uh, in the way that he can make birdies and bunches, uh, he might frustrate you. He might miss the cut, but I do like his upside from a DraftKings scoring potential. So I like Phil this week. I'm using him. How would you rank Nah, Lowry and Glover? One, two, three, I'd go Lowry, Nah, Glover for me. Uh, are you back on the train this week and snorting some co-crack trying to kick? co-crack habit i'm not gonna lie to you uh so i'm gonna try to abstain this week you know if someone calls me at like 2 a.m be like pat you need to play co-crack and showdown and i'm up and you know what i'm in but uh no i'm i'm out on co-crack this week who's your favorite player at 7k will it poston wallace straka evr none i'm using none of those guys tim's pick to win you can check out the cheat sheet Thoughts on Harris English? Uh, I initially had interest, lost interest. I'm out on Harris English. Any golfers you have a blind spot for? Yeah, like all of them. <laughs> Anyone who like sucks that I play all the time, I clearly have a blind. Luke List is a player I have a blind spot. I'm developing a blind spot for fucking Kevin Na at this point. So, Any interest in Schaub this week as a low-priced flyer? I think you can do it. I like Wiesberger better. I like Schwab better than I like Scrivener, but Scrivener is the min price, uh, and that just allows me a lot of flexibility in Superstars and Super Scrubs lineup. Another sleeper that I didn't use, but I bet his first-round leader was Sung Kang. Really good round one last week, an abysmal round two. 
but he's just someone who can kind of get things clicking. He's only $6,200 this week, uh, so he's all right. Uh, English, Lowry, or Steele? Lowry, Steele, English. I'm using Lowry and Steele, though. I really like Steele. I uh, just couldn't make a putt last week. That is pretty typical of Brendan Steele, though. Ended up playing Brooks at 30-1 to 1 this morning. Couldn't pass up that number. Jay, that's not a fucking question. That is a statement about you, which I don't care about. From, I'll give you a pass on this band for life, but if you do it again, you're fucking launched. Which low stack would you play? Streelman Thod or Sabatini Glover? Ah, Sabatini Glover would be more preferable to me. I like I like Glover and Streelman about the same. I like them both, uh, but I like Sabatini more than Todd. Woo! Can you please give me one player from 8,000 to 82 that I should use? Sung J.M., easy peasy. Uh, that is actually a range I want to talk about for a second, uh, only because you look at the ownership from all the salary levels, and it's pretty evenly distributed. Like I said, Cantlay is going to be the highest-owned guy. Answer, probably the second-owned guy. Tiger might get into that mix. I'm not sure, though, because a lot of people are either like really in on Tiger or really out on Tiger this week. Um, he's, I know I bet him to win, but he's probably a better DraftKings play than a outright bet. Like $9,000 is just a really good price for Tiger. So all these guys carry double-digit ownership all the way down to Tiger. Uh, everyone from him above is looking around. And now they probably won't, but like projection wise they're coming out around between like 10 and 20 percent like almost everybody it's pretty flat then you have rose who no one's using at five percent i'm using him in four of 22 DraftKings lineups then you have like ricky burger woodland answer reed Finau. they're all gonna probably gonna carry double digits then you get to this lower part and there's a whole bunch of low owned guys here so if you can pick right from these guys they're all good players so you can create a lot of leverage on the field without like having to go to some loser so im fitzpatrick kuchar and day are the four. They're all coming in single digits. I like him the best, but you might have a better preference than I do. Uh, I mean, listen, Kuchar's always a pretty solid play at Memorial. He's won at this course. I can never figure out Fitzpatrick. Day, who the fuck knows? Then you have Neiman, Casey, and Sergio. They'll probably carry like eight to 15 between them. Like, it seems like people are pretty split, but people like Neiman a lot, myself included. Then you get into Leishman, Ann, Spieth, Redmond, Poulter, Horschel, Sabatini. That group looks like it's going to come in super low-owned too. So if you want to pivot off of certain like high-end players or just find a range where people aren't using a lot of players it's that range kisner too i have around five percent i'm using kevin kisner this week uh and sergio and neiman so i have two of the higher owned guys from that region and then i have kevin kisner as well to kind of put into the mix uh, but i think that's a way that if you can really figure out and unlock that part of the pricing i think it's going to do you a lot of good this week especially if you're playing balance lineups and it does appear just by the way that the ownership is shaking out that leads me to believe that there is going to be a lot of balance this week that i do think that there's also like so taking those pivots in one or two in a balance lineup i think could do you a lot of good in differentiating yourself also if you do want to play the superstars super scrubs lineup i you can take all the chalk that you want because I just don't think that very many people are playing that way. Uh, just because when you get into the super scrubs, like those guys just inherently aren't very highly owned. Like if you wanted to go Morikawa, Hovland, Tiger, bottom guys, no one else is probably doing that. I've done that for a lineup, but I don't think that's going to be a very popular way to do it. Maybe not even a sensible way to do it, but I just think that's a very interesting strategy this week if you wanted to get into it. Let's head over to Facebook. Always some decent questions on Facebook. Also a lot of awful questions on Facebook. Let's see. Uh, I'm fading Ricky and Rose. All right, that's great. Greg, no one gives a shit. Fuck. This is why I don't like the Facebook chat. By the way, I don't care about your comments. No one else does. We can't ban them for life. I can't ban them for life on Facebook. Yeah. What do you think about Sergio? I like Sergio this week. He hasn't played this tournament in ages, but the ball striking's there, the short game's there. 
I mean, I did see him win a very strong tournament on really fast bat, really fast bent grass greens before. Why couldn't he do it again? I like Sergio. He's seventy-five to one. I'm, I feel like I'm going to be kicking myself uh, in order to in order of missing out on that number. But I am using him on DraftKings, so I do like him. Pat, what are your thoughts on Denny McCarthy this week? Same as every week. Don't play Denny McCarthy. He has to gain like eight strokes putting in two rounds just to make the fucking cut uh, pass. I mean, he'll end up with good. If you're going to ever play Denny McCarthy, try to do it at like weak field tournaments because then his putting goes a whole lot further because every good ball striker in the world also isn't in the field. Uh, better chance of making the cut, Keegan or Weisberger? Probably Keegan. Just Weisberger hasn't played. So I know he's a better player than Keegan Bradley, but I don't know how it's going to affect him with the time off. Where the field is so strong, do you look at ownership more or just eat the chalk with some guys building lineups? I tend to eat the chalk uh, this week when building lineups because no one is going seems to be overwhelming chalk. So you can kind of mix and match. That's why I think that just designing your team a little bit differently is giving it a tweak in terms of the structure. I think that's good enough to get off of a lot of people. Who are the three guys you are targeting under $7,000? I have Lonto circled. I like Weisberger. I like Tyler Duncan. I said I like Scrivener down at the bottom. Uh, Kang is a player you can use. I think I said Tyler Duncan. There was someone else that I chucked into my lineups, and now I can't figure out who it is. It's in my cheat sheet, whoever that Luke person List. is. I'm not using Luke List on DraftKings. I decided not to. I got that email, and then it shook me. <laughs> I couldn't do it. All right, back to YouTube. Uh, who do you have more faith in this week, Cooch or Fitz? Cooch. Uh, Euro with the highest potential between Weisberger and Schwab. It's Weisberger. Weisberger's just the better player. He's the number 29 ranked player in the world. He won three times last year. Uh, all those are good players, but Weisberger, I don't want to say he has winning upside, but he has a lot of upside if he's actually like in form. And we've actually seen the Euros who haven't played come out in more decent form than some of the Americans too. So watch out for that. What's Nas ownership? And if it's low, how many shares do you plan on playing? I have been four of 22 lineups. I haven't projected around 2% ownership. So when he withdraws after three holes i have four dead lineups right away so that's going to be fun but i I think it's really really a shot to risk it just because no one else wants it. everyone's scared everyone's scared because they got burned and and there's a lot of those guys this week that i'm just seeing that no one go back to it seems like homa people just are in love with max homa for good reason he's a great ball striker but i think that he'll still carry a bit of ownership whereas someone like joel damon people just aren't going to go back to that i'm not going back to him but I can see a very compelling case to go back to him, if that makes a lot of sense. Let's see here. Oh, Duffner, Furick, and Munoz are probably, duh. Those are the three main $6,500 guys that I'm using in those superstars and super scrubs lineup. I like those three guys this week. Don't know why I forgot my three favorite guys, but, you know, galaxy brain sometimes. And a lot of stuff going on here as I'm trying to read questions and talk to you guys. Tower Duncan thoughts? Like Tower Duncan. Is Stuart Sink a cheap play or was last week an outlier? He's been pretty consistent. To tell you the truth, he's just not for me. Who do you think will be good bad chalk this week? If I knew that, I'd be a lot better at DraftKings. Run the bases. Uh, Hopefully Patrick Cantlay is bad chalk. Hopefully Webb Simpson is bad chalk, because I'm not using those guys. So I'd hope that they miss the cut. But they probably will make the cut. Probably just sink all my lineups. Uh, Opinion on Norin, Bayo, Homa, and McNeely for under 7K. I'm out on all those guys. Probably like Norin, the best of that group, though. Going back to Norlander this week. Well, I didn't use him last week. That burned me big time, but it was a lot of putting and no ball striking when it's usually all ball striking and no putting. So the lack of ball striking does concern me a little bit that I just, for someone who's historically a bad putter to really keep it flying and carrying you two weeks in a row, that's a tough look. Maybe he gets the ball striking back. I'm passing though. 
As of now, who are the two highest owned 9K golfers after Patrick Cantlay? I mean, you can find this out for yourself. You go to fantasynational.com slash mayo, become a member right now. A lot of packages too, weekly, monthly, annual. You just want to dip your toe into the water all the two like there's no difference between the two like all three of the memberships you get everything uh, no matter what you're a member of but i'd say go check that out because i don't want to give away too much because the members pay decent money for this but hovland and tiger uh, i would say after cantlay would be the two uh but it seems like the 9k range is carrying a lot of ownership this week so that could be wrong <laughs> favorite upper 6k guys <laughs> Uh, I don't know, besides Weisberger, if I used anyone in the upper six. Nick, no, I had Nick Taylor started, and I ended up taking him out of my lineup. Weisberger is the highest 6K player I'm using, and he's $6,600. So I kind of avoided that entire range, just because once we got into the sixes, I didn't see much of a difference between the upper six and the lower six. And I wanted to jam in studs at the top of my very lineup, and you can jam in bigger name studs when you start taking sixty-two and $6,000 guys. So that's what I ended up doing. Uh, let's see. Merritt, Norlander, Duncan. Go, Duncan. Smash the like. He's right. David Russell. David O. Russell, director of Three Kings and American Hustle. Big fan of the Pat Mayo experience and smashing that like button. So you should too. What's up, Pat? I'm stuck at $7,900 land between Casey and Neiman. I am going Joaquin Neiman this week. Who comes out ahead? Who comes out ahead by end of Friday in Tiger Rory Brooks group? I don't fucking care. I hope it's hope it's Tiger and Brooks and Rory misses the cut. Those are the two guys I'm using. I have really no concern about who does better after 36 holes. Hopefully it's Tiger. Uh, Matthias Schwab to make the cut. He might. Emiliano Grio has decent play at this event. Yeah, he sure does. He certainly does. I'm not using Grio this week. I, I've been doing very well with my don't use Ben Ann, don't use Grio. I'm not using Luke List this week. Just, the more I can filter these guys out of my system, I feel like the more successful that I'm going to be. If he makes some putts, he's probably going to be pretty good. But this is an upper-class field as well. Uh, stronger than Memorial is even used to seeing that. You know, he can just... If he starts missing greens, like, he's cooked. It's not just the putting with Grio. Is the... Like, with Connors and Grio, like, Connors is a better ball striker overall, and he actually does have some rounds where he gains putting. But, like, he's horrendous around the greens. Grio, horrendous around the greens and on the greens, that there's no margin of error for him. That if he just has, like, one bad six-hole stretch with his irons, he's fucking fried. Uh, and he's out of it. You just can't have that here because there's big numbers to be made. So that's why I'm pensive and fading Emiliano Grio this week. Uh, can we get Cuss to say that the Cut Sweat Show won't happen? So it will happen, but it's happening. We got to the reviews. Rate and review. Thanks. Thoughts on cash game hedging for fantasy golf? If you play cash game, you're a coward. I'm throwing that out there. Like, come on. We're playing golf here. It, when you look at the six of six percentages, at Cut Sweats on Twitter, is always my favorite way to track this stuff because it tweets it out in real time, that it shows like the Millionaire Maker, the Pat Mayo Experience Open, which is full this week, but you can always get the link on the Saturday evening show, which I released for the first look, which I will be doing again this week. I might release it on Sunday morning. I don't know. We'll see about like the wonky weather delays. But the link will first appear there, and you want to get your spot right away for that. But once you see like the past few weeks, like it's been all the same. Like What is the inherent advantage of a cash game right now if... All like the six to six percentage in cash games last week was like three percent in the millionaire maker, it was 2.1 percent. The high stakes, like single entries, it was like 2.7 percent. Even I played in a hundred dollar one where the six of six percentage was 1.4 percent. 
So if it's going to be the same, like if there was a huge discrepancy between how easy it was in cash games to really get people through, I mean, I'm playing this to win big. Like it's fun for me. I'm not a professional DraftKings player. I like to make my laughs. I like to throw it in and hopefully I can win some big money. I'm not trying to grind out 50 bucks and turn it into 100 bucks. That's just not me. Maybe that is for you. Then cash games should ultimately be your thing. If you just want to get, you know, fill out a lineup, have some fun every week, cash game is going to be your most profitable way to play week in and week out in terms of consistency. But I'm here to win the big money. I think most people watching the show are here to win the big money. That's why I have more contrarian plays than everyone else because it's it's not a sustainable money maker week to week. Like when you enter the millionaire maker, like you pretty much have to go in with the mindset that I'm going to lose all of these lineups. And then the next week you have to have that same mindset. Cause if you don't have that mindset, then you probably should be playing cash games or just smaller and smaller tournaments. But cash game hedging is like, well, come on now. Like I ended up hedging this week and it burned me. I'll probably end up doing it this week too. But in the long term, hedging is better, but I think hedging your bets versus GPPs versus cash games, just fucking pick a lane and stick to it. Thoughts on Deshambo. I like Bryson DeChambeau this week. Rory flew in his coach the past couple weeks to get in that work. First of all, there's two Rory's. There's the good Rory and the bad Rory. Was it the good Rory or was it the bad Rory? Fun fact, the good Rory, based on results, is from Slovakia. Well, at least he represents Slovakia. The bad Rory is from Northern Ireland. So I, Andrew C., Dan, you're getting at least put on timeout. I really feel... I'm trying to be nice about not banning people for life, but you're pushing my buttons, Andrew C. Ooh. Imagine to think that I cared about that. Lowry or Wallace? Lowry. Lowry is who I'm taking. Uh, what do you think of Xander as a one-and-done contrarian pick? He's a good contrarian pick. I'll give you that. If he wins, it's going to be you and not very many people. Uh, hey, Pat, love the show. Please, do you think that Graham McDowell can make the top 15? I think that uh, you know, he can make a lot of things. He can just, yeah, he can make a lot of things. Uh, top 15 is going to be tough this week. Any love for Tong? No. How much Bryson owned? Uh, around 10 to 12%, I think. Pat, who's your deep, deep sleeper this week? It's probably Duffner. Duffner, Furick, like these old guys hit a ton of fairways, good with their wedges, good with their irons. Uh, we all know Duffner can't make a putt to save his life, but he's just played well at this course before. I'd say like my actual like legitimate sleeper is Scrivener. Um, Sneds just withdrew. Oh, there we go. So don't play Brant Snedeker. Wasn't playing him anyway. Now especially don't play him. Wonder why he withdrew. That's the second time he's withdrawn. That's weird. Paul, can you research that for me? Sneds withdrew? It, it's, that's what people are saying in the chat. I will effort that. Thank you. Todd Father or Harris English? Neither, but English between the two. Uh, Rory has new irons in the bag. Why do you think that I know if that affects him or not? Honest to God. Like, why would you think that I know? Do you think even if he... Obviously, he's using new irons. He thinks it's going to help him. Like, I really don't like questions like this. And I'm sorry for getting upset about it. But, like, I feel like I need to make the same. Like, I don't know. No one knows. So the fact that you think that you can know means that there's a gap in your process here. <sighs> yep. Um, uh, according to someone named Rex Hogard, he's got a blue check mark. Yeah, yeah, Golf Channel. Um, Brand Sendiker has WD'd from a memorial. His manager says it's a minor back issue, and his start next week. Will, uh, he will start next week at WGC in Me- Memphis. That's two weeks from now in Memphis. That's three right. M's next uh, sorry, week. Sorry, his next start. See, I mean, this is me reading out loud. Yeah, bad this is like at reading the old out loud. segment from back in the day. 
Not very good at reading out loud. So, we'll so they're not adding another person to the field. Uh, the field has been reduced to 131 people. 131. So, uh, that means... You make the cut parlay looking even better. Yeah, make the cut parlay looking Let's better go. by the second. That means 49.79% of the players this week, at least, will make the cut uh, with the top 65 and ties. If it was just 65, it would be around 50-50. If we get more people tying at that bottom spot, it's going to be even more. Uh, do you think going all-in on Norlander is sharp? I don't think ever going all-in on Norlander is sharp. Uh, that's just a lot of variance to carry with a very low-owned player. But if you're feeling it, I say go for it. Let's say that you're playing 15 lineups across a variety of tournaments. How big is your player pool? That's up to you. Like, I, I can't give you the right answer for that. I will always lean on if you want to try to win big. The fewest amount of players that you can play across 15 lineups, the better, because it gives you more. If your core hits, then you're going to hit, and you'll have those different combinations. If you use, like, 25 people in 15 lineups, you might have a good core, but your core might not even be together on any of those lineups. So you really need to figure that out. Um, I know it sucks to do, and I've seen people you know, tweet at me a few weeks ago. I, one guy in particular, he was going through it, and he was losing every single week because he was tightening up his core, tightening up his core, and using it a lot. Like He was just finishing way outside the money. And then last week, he hit, and he wanted, ended up winning like 3000 bucks or something like that uh, on a very minimal amount of entries. Like You need to be able to wade through those losing weeks if you're going to use that strategy of playing very few players across all of your lineups. Is Shane Lowry trending in the right direction? Gained... 3.8 abs. 3.8 on inverse, but lost off the tee. Still the 26th ranked player in the world. I like Shane Lowry this week. I'm using Shane Lowry this week. You don't need to talk me into him. Not only did I give your show a five-star rating, but I also liked all of your shows. You have helped me win money. All right, DJ, my guy. Who is your best 6K player to start this weekend? Who did I keep saying? I keep wavering. I don't think I, there's one in particular, but I do like that Munoz, Duffner, Furick range for me, I think is super strong. Uh, do you think Harmon looks right for this course? No. Which golfer has the best advantage when it comes to hitting the long ball with the best accuracy? Probably Cantley or Xander. I can research that for you right now. Let's see here. Fairways and greens. Last 50 rounds overall, I'm going to sort by driving distance gained. Who is the most accurate player who hits it a mile? John Rahm actually is 14th in driving distance 36th in fairways gained over that time everyone else is kind of one of the other harris english 39th and 31st uh, in those two hideki 31st and 57th in this field that is uh and it's tough to say like driving accuracy is a very flawed stat and the only reason i say that is because back to the bryson example from earlier is that Bryson's distance means that he doesn't need to hit fairways at certain courses. He knows that he can just play it from the rough as long as he's 100 yards closer to the hole than everyone else. That is the optimal strategy. So he's not even trying to hit fairways. He's just trying to get it down as far as possible. So that stuff is a little bit wonky. Like Historically, Xander is very good at this. Um, DJ is someone, Rory is someone who hits a fuck ton of fairways. Uh, he's, he's second in driving distance, 63rd in accuracy. But some of the courses that we've been playing, like I said, like Harbor Town, for example, sometimes it was better to be on the rough on the right hand side of the hole than the fairway on the left hand side of the hole. That was just more advantageous. But even if you, you know, put, so what's a better shot? Hitting it to the left and hitting the fairway or putting it into the right rough, which, which gives you a better angle? The answer is the right rough. But in terms of driving accuracy, the left shot says that it's better. So it's a really funky stat once you go and actually look at it. And it depends on the courses that you play. Like at Muirfield Village, 
I believe it's in 68% of the field hits the fairway and tour averages around 62%. Uh, these are just wider fairways. So inherently players are going to have a higher driving accuracy percentage at Mirfield Village because they have wider fairways. Same as Kapalua at the Tournament of Champions. Everyone hits the fairway there, but there are other courses like if we were still playing Firestone, very narrow fairways, hard to hit those fairways. That is where you would want to see the actual accuracy of a lot of these guys. So just looking at a stat and not understanding the context of it is super big. Like someone talked to me about like, what's the difference about, and it was a very valid question. I I thought it was a really good question. Like I don't love Webb Simpson this week and I do like Tiger. Although when you go and look at what they do, they're kind of the same now. I think the difference is Tiger, if he's running well, can still drive the ball way out there and gain a ton of strokes off the tee. Webb has been running really good with his off the tee game recently, but this is a different beast. Like if you just go look since the restart, Webb has been good off the tee, but a lot of that came um, one at rocket mortgage when he was like super good off the tee. Uh, you can see that he's still around field average over the past 24 rounds uh, off the tee, but he's not long. Well, he's long enough to compete obviously, but when you think about his strokes gained at rocket mortgage versus his strokes gained this week off the tee, like he wasn't all the best drivers in the world are at the course this week. They weren't in Detroit. So it's easier to gain strokes against the field when it's a weaker competition field. Uh, that's And that's sort of like the anti-Tiger move. Like, oh, Tiger doesn't rate out the highest in strokes gained approach. He's 31st over the past 24 rounds. Well, if you go look at the past 24 weighted tournaments that Tiger's played, they're all fucking majors. Uh, he's not playing the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So it's harder for him to not only gain strokes on approach because he's always playing against the hardest fields and he's playing the hardest courses. So it goes a long way. And like, so it works out two ways like if you have a really good round with your irons there's probably a lot of guys who have really good rounds with their irons so you're not gaining way more than everyone else but if you have a bad round with your irons in a field like that or even a field like this this week it can really detrimentally impact your overall rating against the field because there are going to be so many guys who have great approach rounds so like it says tiger is ranked 31st but we know that since tiger has come back he's still an elite iron player uh and with webb Um, I just don't know if he has the drive. I worry about Tiger's driving too. Don't get me wrong. But I think that he can kind of hang with the bigger guys here if he's on his game. And he knows all the tricks in the trade of Mirfield Village where Webb is just not historically not played very well here. So that's why I wanted to kind of hammer down of why I like Tiger more than I like Webb. This isn't to say that Webb can't play well or can't even win. He's fucking Webb Simpson. He's a top five player in the world. I just don't love this venue for him. I like him at shorter courses. I like him on Bermuda grass greens. These are bent grass greens and it's a bit longer. So pass for me on Webb. Well, you, you can't just play everyone. You need to have your stances and having a reason behind your stance, right or wrong, having that commitment is sometimes you got to commit to this stuff. Uh, you're wrong more than you're right when it comes to golf. So pick a lane. How much POA is in the greens? Anyone have an idea if it's POA heavy? It's per the sheet and per what they were saying on the broadcast last week. Um, the greens themselves, I mean, bent grass just bentgrass not maintained the best or in certain parts of the country will just be like have poa infused to it but it does seem like these greens are super slick they're like velvety bentgrass uh but there is poa lurking around the course but i think they're going to be cut in a way where poa the fastest poa course on tour is riviera and sometimes it's hard to keep those under wraps they're really good at green speed at mirfield village which would lead me to believe that they're closer to they're not like masters bent grass but they're pretty close in terms of speed and pretty close to roll for those rose his ownership should be low good choice this week i think so 
Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's a good or bad choice, but I know that he's going to be low-owned, and I like Justin Rose, and I'm willing to give him a pass last week, so I'm trying him. Cam Smith, question mark. He is a player who is playing in the field this week. Thanks for your question, sir. I'm bad with apps. How do I rate shows so I can be eligible for tickets? How do you give a review? Okay, I'll answer this one seriously. Um, If it's on Stitcher, you got to do that from the desktop. Pat Mayo Experience at Stitcher.com. Boom. That one's super easy. Just scroll to the bottom, hit five stars, leave your review. If you're using the Apple podcast app, just open the app, click on the Pat Mayo Experience, scroll to the bottom. I posted a video on it on Twitter yesterday. Um, But those are just to engage the Cut Sweat Show. To get in the the eligibility for the tickets, you have to follow me on Twitter at the PME. Still 40-ish minutes left on that draw right now. And all you have to do is find the tweet where I say, retweet this, and then leave a reply with your DraftKings handle, and you're in the draw, and someone will pick you. Tiger Tracker on Twitter has pics of new irons for Rory. This, you're fucking banned for life. Fuck off. I, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. You've been very, very civil today. Pat. I know. And like, it's, I, need to, I need the release part. I think you needed. I, somebody had to take the damage, and it was him, I guess. I mean, I already warned the guy that I don't yeah. care. Now we're seeing. How is ownership shaking out in the Nikan rage? I already answered that. Smash the like. That guy is right. Uh, any Jason Day love this week? Nah, I'm going to pass. Abraham own answer looking like. I'm all in. Looks like he could come around bordering 20%, probably a little bit lower, but that's the yeah, know. How are you going on your, how low are you going on your stars and scrubs? Well, I'm playing Scrivener in a couple of lineups and he's the min, so hope this isn't a stupid question, but I, can I have a free ban for life? Paul, do you think that means he wants to ban someone or he wants to be banned? I think I think he, he it's like dominatrix. He's like, like a he masochist. Wants, he wants, yeah, he's he like wants, Paul Giamatti and billions. Yeah, he, he wants me to step on his throat a little bit. Ban him. Ban him aggressively. And you know say, what? Say mean things. You about know what? Him. I'm just gonna put him in a timeout. <laughs> oh, that's. Let's give like, him a little tease. I'm give, give you a little tease. tease there. Give you a little tease there. See, see how it works out for you. Uh, talk about irony. I got my wife pregnant on the pullout couch. I like it. I like it a lot. What's your ideal ownership for a lineup in the Millionaire Maker? I don't really even think about those things, to tell you the truth. I am 80, like some weeks a ton of ownership wins, some weeks not a lot of ownership wins. I would think that this week around 80% is probably a good number, but like I'm not like deconstructing my lineups to that degree. Like I said, I do this for fun. I'm not trying to make a living off playing DraftKings. I make a living making bad picks about DraftKings, not actually playing on it. I just lose money doing that. Uh, Pat, is DraftKings going to be opening smaller tournaments today? Uh, don't know. Probably. If they fill up, then yeah, you'll probably see some more. There's a, I played in it last week. It's one of my favorite payout structures, and it's a really good tournament. The $100 single entry, there's a whole bunch of like different levels. There's like one with like 2,500 people, 1,500 people, 1,100 people. I found a 555 one, $100, 555 people. Decent payout structure. I did really well in it last week. Maybe that's why I like it. But I think that's a good tournament. Uh, I would look for, if you're going to play single entry, like the whole point of that, I th- at least to me, is like you see some of these huge ones, like, oh, I can play in the, the Albatross, for example, you know, $12 entry, 10,000 people or whatever it is. Some of the thing, like you're not really negating anything by doing that, at least in my mind, and maybe the numbers don't work out on this, but like a lot of people complain 
that they want to play one entry in the Millionaire Maker, and there's some people playing 150 entries. But if you're playing one entry, yes, everyone else only has one entry in a single entry, but if you're playing the giant single entries, like it's all the same in terms of percentages. That's why if you're going to play single entry, I try to find ones with the fewest amount, not like five people, but like 555 people. That's a good amount of people. You can win that tournament. I'm not saying you're going to win it, but like just when you just think about the overall probability of you know chance that you have to win, it's much higher in something like that I mean, it's five times higher than the $2,500 one, you know, or the 25 entrant one. So if you're going to play single entry and look at some of these contests, don't always get so greedy. Be like, oh, this one is $20,000 at the top. Hey, sometimes like $5,000 at the top of something that you can cash in and do well that has a flatter payout structure is just a better tournament to play. Straight up. Who is your preferred Yoho dart? Sigflam. Weisberger or Schwab? Weisberger. Thoughts on a low on Brooks? I bet him I play him. Let's go Brooks. Woodland or Kucher? Pass on both. Bryson to shoot minus four or better. All four rounds, 12 to one. Your thoughts? Pass on that. Uh, tough course out there. Lowry or Kisner? Ooh, I'm playing them both. Where do you get your movie posters from? The internet. Took me a long time to cobble together all of these movie posters. And it's funny because I've had these up for ages now. If you go back and look at old shows, you can see what the old set looked like. I mean, you can still kind of see the brick coming through. There's pasted up over the fake brick that was there before. Uh, but, you know, I want to switch them around at some point, but I'm lazy. Lowry or Kisner? I'll go Kisner. I like them both, though, and I'm playing them both. What do you think about Sink? He made two cuts. I think that's good for Stuart Sink. Best plays under 7,000. Already did that. Are we going all in on Dirt McGirt? <laughs> I wish. He's not even the min. Not even the men. It's crazy. For live betting Thursday, Friday, do you agree with betting guys playing well after 13 so they get the easiest five-hole stretch, like 13 from the back? I guess so. I'd rather just see them and see how they're playing and make my decision then. Thoughts on steel? Burger, Reed, all top 20. Burger for sure. Go with Burger. Torn between Horschel and Kisner. Kisner for me. Thoughts on Stars and Scrubs versus Balance. First time I made it to the live show. Welcome. Big Kev O'Donnell. Remember to like the uh, smash the old like button when you're at it, too. Uh, by the way, if you want to find the cheat sheets and all that stuff, it's in the description of this video if you want to follow along. Like, when I reference those, it's because they're in there. My betting cheat sheet is now up on Twitter and my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the PME. Uh, I like Stars and Scrubs this week just because I think that more people are going balanced that, you know, you zig where the other people zag. And if the zig hits, you lose all your money. But if the zag comes through, Probably still lose all your money, but you had a better shot at doing it. So I, I like that. Pan for first round leader at 400 to 1. Led the field in approach last week. I don't believe he led the field in approach. I believe Keegan led an approach last week because he had that holding. Eh. Um, yeah, listen, man. First round leader darts, whatever your preference is. I just like long shots. I feel like long shots actually come through more than they don't. Yeah, if you can pick the right one. So if you can follow on the right ones, go for it. Uh, letting you know that Jason Scrivener missed the cut in the All-Pro Tour last week by four strokes. Good. Getting a good warm-up in. Glad he's playing. Pat, how do you feel about Tony? Pass on Tony. Will it close strong in Detroit? Thoughts on him this week? Harder course might suit him. I already told you about my wallet thoughts. How large do you prefer your player pool? I I already answered the player pool. Grio, Munoz, Ortiz. Munoz for me. Streelman versus Billy Ho. Streelman, but I'm not using either. How much emphasis should be put on weather? I already did the weather at the beginning of the show. Given Jason Day so hard to predict, is that does he make a lot of sense for tournaments? Um, let's see here. Does he make a lot of sense? I think that more people will use Day than last week. If you want to roll Day, go ahead. Uh, I just prefer other guys. This guy says Pat Gayo. Well, well, you'll never be able to comment on anything 
ever again because you're a fucking homophobe. So you can get the fuck out of my chat. DK question. Finau or M? M. Let's see. Oh, this guy's answering other people's questions. He's banned for life. I'm fading Tiger and Phil. Both almost combined 100 years old. That's great. You can do whatever you want. Why is Henrik Norlander so cheap after the last couple weeks? Am I missing something? Well, he's Henrik Norlander. That's why. Thoughts on Webb did that. The glove or kiz? Kiz? For me. I know you like both Neiman and Sergio, but if you could only pick one, who would you choose? I would go with Neiman. Grio, Schwab, Nick Taylor, Zach Johnson. I will go with Schwab and Nick Taylor of those two. You in on New- Lingmurth? No. Odds on Burger making top 20? I mean, you can probably effort that one yourself by clicking on DKSportsbook.com and looking at top 20 odds. <sighs> Thoughts on Frenchie Slick Vic Perez? He has been atrocious so far in America, so I'm just going to go in straight past. Any love for Norn? Not really. Uh, do you like Tiger Burger or Ram a- Rom Answer? Answer. Rom Answer. I like Tiger and Burger. You could choose two golfers out of Hovland, Webb, and Morikawa. Who would you choose? Not Webb. Two young guns. Lowest owned in the 9K range? I initially thought it was going to be Webb. It doesn't seem to be shaking out that way. Brooks, I will say, is probably going to be the lowest owned of all of the 9K players this week. Thoughts on Reed? Like Reed. Reed's fine. Thoughts on Stricker over Scrivener? Well, I've told you I like Scrivener. I haven't brought up Stricker. So what the fuck do you think? You want to use Stricker? That's fine. I can see why you would like him more. I clearly already told you the answer to this question. Brennan Grace, what's the deal? $6,300. That's the deal. Uh, big hitters neutralized this week with the long rough and tee boxes. Not if they're driving it straight. That's a huge advantage. Do you think Spieth steps his game up? No. Sergio, Leishman, Streelman. Sergio for me. Uh, thoughts on Hadwin? I like Hadwin. Hadwin's a good guy. Is there a case to be made for EVR? It's a professional golf tournament. You can make a case for almost anybody. What about Shez? Pass on Shez. Always a great show. Low sevens, high sixes rank Lowry, Scheffler, Willett, Snedeker. Now that Snedeker has withdrawn, do not use him. Shane Lowry is the answer to me. Grace Interest, no. Do you like Gary Woodland this week? No. Hadwin or Redmond? I will go with Adam Hadwin. Please rate these guys. Horschel, Lowry, or English? Lowry, English, Horschel for me. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, Norlander, GPP, the fact that this is the 18th question about Henrik Norlander should let you know that he seems like he might be kind of chalky this week. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, I missed out on a good chalk Norlander last week. Maybe he turns it in this week, but I think it's a good fade. Uh, any early indication on who Tim will end or curse during the tournament? No, no, we don't know. We have to wait on that. Hopefully it's none of my guys. What is Xander's projected ownership this week? Xander coming in at a healthy, I'd say between 12 and 14%, maybe even higher than that. Like Xander, like Finau is just another guy that people never like go out of their way to tell you that they like them. But when they start filling out lineups, they're like, oh, I like Xander Shoffley, so I'll use him. It tends to be one of those things. So I think that he still will end up carrying some ownership this week. Bigger bounce back, Rose or Leishman? Hopefully, it's Leishman. Has Cuss started collecting Aunt Jemima products yet? No, I don't think so. I think he's still still in the biz of Mr. Peanut. Uh, we'll see how that's going. Thoughts on Norlander and Glover? Uh, I like Glover more than Norlander. Ranking Reavy, Zach Johnson, and Snedeker, I'm out on all three. Still second in my 200-person one-and-done. Do you like JT, Rory, or Ricky? Help me keep pace at the top. I'd say go with Justin Thomas. Why not? He's the best. Ah, if you save Rory for somewhere better. Rory at Harding Park. 
I kind of hope Rory plays like shit this week, but he's already down to 14 to 1 for this week. And I think for Harding Park, I'm going to effort this myself because I too have access to betting books where I can look up odds instead of just randomly asking people what they are. Uh, you know, Google, that helps from time to time. PGA Championship, that's in three weeks. Yeah, Rory's still 10 to 1 right now. He's won it, and it's because he's won at Harding Park at the WGC back when they had the match play there. Not that I think that it's a different format, so that's tough to say. But I would almost prefer this be one of the weeks where Rory kind of gets a go and tee to green but can't make a fucking putt. Uh, and then, like, people who aren't doing any investigation are going to be like, Rory sucks! And then once you start getting the Rory sucks, uh, that he'll start following down the betting board. But um, I, that would be my kind of take on it. So maybe save him. Yeah, use Justin Thomas. Can Berger succeed on this course? Hope so. Bet him to win. Is Redman or Streelman a better play for MME? For MME, probably Redman because Streelman's going to carry ownership. Does Streelman think he has eyes in the back of his neck? Them sunglasses driving me nuts. I think he might be trolling us. I swear to God. It's kind of crazy. Zach Johnson over Grio Taylor. I'd probably rather use Taylor. As a former, as a fellow member of Team No Putt, is there a support group that you can point me to? That you have to internalize for yourself to see if you actually want to get away from Team No Putt. You playing Sabs? No. Make sure you remember to karate chop the like button. I agree with that, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Khan! That's a real one. Uh, let's see. Hovland and Kisner or Tiger and Neiman? Also, why can't Jeff pronounce Hovland's name? Well, why can't you spell Jeff's name properly? His name is fucking Jeff, and you can't spell Jeff. What the fuck's wrong with you? I have to ban you for life. Uh, Tiger Burger. All right, answered that one. That's another big ban for life thing. You start asking the same question twice, I'm going in order here. You ask it again, you get banned for life. Speed bounce back? Hopefully not. Thoughts on stacking Woods, Brooks, Rory, hoping they all just feed off each other and go deep. Don't hate it. Not going to lie to you. Any love for Billy Zaho? No. Thoughts on Norm? Pass on Norm. Impossible Burger? I prefer Burger time, but I like Daniel Burger this week. What's Rory's ownership at 10.7K this week on DraftKings? I have Rory coming in around 15%. Um, Dustin seems to be the one that people are kind of backing off of. Morikawa, too. After everyone said they were going to play Morikawa again this week, Morikawa Bunga with the price tag coming off of a win. He'll still be double digits, but like 10 12% versus some of these other guys in that range. Uh, for three lineups, 100% Weisberger, so I can go Stars and Scrubs, too bold. I don't see why you have to go 100% Weisberger. I mean, if, if you love Weisberger, then yeah, by all means do it. But that seems like a spot where you could spread around, you know, one of one lineup of each of the, like if your core at the top and like a three max, and you're using like, you really want to build your core around the top guys, not necessarily the bottom guys. So I would say that spread out your risk at the bottom, concentrate your risk at the top. Uh, any love for Xander? Nah, not really. Chances of a nah WD? Probably 50-50. And I say 50-50, I mean either it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. 50-50, but with, with no, it's probably actually like a legit 50-50. Uh, why no love for Adam Long? Because I don't like Adam Long. How about that? Uh, Tim Andercus likes Adam Long. It's a little little fact I can put you into. He saw him win once, so now Adam Long's in his good books for life. Thoughts on the Gooch? Don't mind the Gooch. Great with his irons. Is Ernie Els going to win? I don't like you taking up the time in my chat with your goddamn stupid questions. Woodland thoughts? Pass. Would you pick Morikawa or Cantley? Morikawa for me. Saw Andy Ogletree at the USAM at Pinehurst. Dude's got game. Then you should use Andy Ogletree at 
like the men this week, if you like them so much. Xander Woods, Xanders. Can we get a Johnny question marks and James Hahn name drop? Well, I already did the Hahn and my voice is starting to hurt. Give me one sec here. In honor of our good friend who doesn't seem to play on the PGA Tour anymore, I will ask you a Johnny question marks or a John Please come back to the field. We miss you. Dear Patrick, is this the week the Cooch storms back to top form? Hope not. Hadwin or Redmond? I feel like this guy's asked this question a bunch of times, but now I can't remember. I like Hadwin more. Who do you think comes in the lowest owned of X, Decky, and Rom? Probably Decky, weirdly enough. I can't figure out Rom for the life of me if people like him or not. People love playing him at high prices. Now he's a lower price, so I assume he's going to be highly owned. Um... Thoughts on ground? Let's see. Andrew C. Why am I in timeout? Well, at least it's a fucking question this time. That would be your that would be your answer. Didn't decided not to ban you for life. Decided to put you in timeout. Uh, thoughts on gravitating towards rostering players with identical salaries for the sake of uniqueness. Okay. I don't. Does that mean you're going to play? What's the average salary, Paul? Like eighty one hundred bucks? Is that what it is? For what? For golf. Let's see. Fifty thousand divided by six. Does that mean you're going to play everyone at 83? 33.33? I don't understand this question at all. Sergio or Neiman? Neiman, thoughts on a Werner bounce back? Better be hitting all the greens and regulations. That short game is not going to help him out. But on paper, it's a course that should suit him well, but I'm going to pass. Check out Rick Run Good's cascading method if you're looking at ideas about how to narrow your core for first place. Agreed. Rick has a really good system on this. If you check out the Rick Run Good YouTube channel, he has a video up there about it. He's much better at explaining this stuff than I am uh, in terms of like limiting your core and how to structure your lineups. I highly suggest you go check that out. Love Rick. Rick's a smart dude. Pick two. Lowry, Nah, or Scheffler? Lowry and Nah. I'm going to take a pass on old Scotty Chefs this week. Like button, smashed. Thank you, Scott. Favorite Canadian in the field this week? Probably had one. Do you take a chance on Grio? No. Well, starting my lineup with Rom, give me a unique build. I believe so. Hadwin or Redmond? This guy answered the question. as the third time I've seen this question come up. Your man for life. Get out of my chat. Uh, dear, let's see. If you want to be unique, don't use anyone in the 9K range. I can actually see that. There's a lot of ownership in the 9K range. I also like a lot of guys in the 9K range, so I'm not going to do that. Ben Ann Week. Brooks or Tiger? Tiger. Thoughts on Vic Perez in your French accent? Oh, so Victor Perez is too busy trying to find, hey, where can I find the best wine and long cigarettes here in Ohio? I am not concerned about the golf so much as the cigarette. I am in the bubble. I can't get anyone to come bring me the very long cigs. So I have a pass this week because I am too stressed out. Pass on Victor Perez for me. Thoughts on Reed? Projected ownership around 15% ownership, and I like him. I'm just not going in. Where did you buy this shirt? Uh, I actually don't know. My wife got it for me. I think she bought it off the official Ric Flair store. Woo! We watched that Ric Flair 30 for 30, and then she just loved Ric Flair, and then she bought me a whole bunch of Ric Flair gear, and I'm like, I'm in. I love Ric Flair. My guy. Uh, Where's the funny hair in the earrings? Uh, I haven't been wearing my earrings recently. I haven't been going out. You know, they're only for peacocking purposes only. So maybe I'll have to, I have to put them back in like once every three months to keep the holes open. So maybe uh, if I do well this week, then maybe you'll see me with the big bling coming back on the Monday. Uh, funny here, I actually just got my hair cool. I didn't get it 
cut recently. I got to cut like I cut my own hair three weeks ago. I've been trying not to give myself too many haircuts because eventually I just started looking like a euro. So I looked like a euro trash guy from like a a, a bad German hostel uh, the second time I tried to cut my hair. So it's a real dicey proposition, especially as someone who appears on camera as much as I do. Ah, see, Brad gets it. Brad, you're a good dude. Hey, Pat, I heard Tiger has a new driver head cover. Will, he, will this help his chances? See, Brad gets it. I like you, Brad. You're a good dude. We can have some fun with it, as long as you know that it just makes me so very upset. And I feel like people do it just to get me upset because people seem to find it funny when I get upset. Matt Wallace potentially coming into form, looking to be super low-owned. I can never talk you out of Matt Wallace because I do think that he actually has winning upside. It's a, it's a lot like the Siwoo type of thing, but I think... I think he's fine. I, he's not for me this week, but I can see it. Glover or Varner? Glover. Is Neiman a fade if he comes in at 14% owned? Who is the best pivot? I'm not fading Neiman, so I don't think you need to. Any chalk in the 6Ks? Apparently Norlander, because he's like the most popular dude on earth this week. Well, let's see here. Who do the numbers actually have as the highest owned guys? Max Homa? Henrik Norlander? And Shez Revy. That's weird. Did not expect that. Yeah, Norlander at 6,300 is projected to be the highest owned of anyone in the 6K area. But not like overall. But it's way, he's not going to be so chalky that you can't use him. I, I don't want to make it seem that way. He's just, I don't want to use him. Uh, just because I think that he's, look, Duncan is the same price coming in at one-seventh the ownership. I, like, I think that Duncan is better than Norlander. So I'd rather use the guy that not only has a lower ownership, but I just perceive to be a better player. Uh, so that's for me. Uh, I Listen, it's a weird week for Norlander because generally in a week, if he's $6,300, that's a great value. But where this field is so strong and the pricing is so soft, there's actually good players. Not like good, good players, but better players than Norlander can be inconsistent with his results. Put it that way. Patty Reed, a good pivot from the answer. I like him as the better pivot uh, just because I like him more this week. But I think Reed is perfectly acceptable. Why no Lingmurth this week? I mean, if you have to ask that, maybe you can go uh, do some research on your own. Forgot to mention, started playing the PME Open a couple weeks ago. Best tournament structure ever. Thanks you for making that tournament available. I'm just glad they listened to me on it. That the one week where they had a new guy come in and did it with like regular DraftKings payout structure, uh, I complained. Everyone else complained. Everyone really likes the flat payout structure. I mean, we have almost seven thousand people, and top prize is seventy five hundred bucks. I don't want that to change. I think that you should get rewarded for coming in eleventh place in a sixty or almost seven thousand person man tournament. I think that should pay well. And I know that when I play in a tournament, that I would want that too. Like to come first. You could have the best lineup, but you need an incredible amount of luck for that to happen to everything needs to break your way in a tournament of that size. So you could just have the best, like imagine building like the best lineup and like you have a bad break on like 18 and you come second. And like in the week where it was the weird payout structure that loses you twelve and a half thousand dollars, like it, that's shitty. Uh, I get when like people complain about the millionaire maker all the time, but the pray, the structure in that tournament actually makes sense because the draw of it is the million dollars at the top. You can't have the million dollars at the top if it's a flatter payout structure. And the draw, like, that is a public tournament. That's 
the millionaire maker only exists not for me and not for you who's tuned into a DraftKings show to figure out their lineups. It's there for the person who's never played DraftKings before being like, I can spend $20 and win a million dollars. It's a marketing tournament. Now, we all play it because we want to win a million dollars ourselves, but like for like pure ROI purposes, like the worst tournament you can play. Uh, but it has a million dollar top prize. So you can't flatten it out because you know it's not quite as appealing if it's like, oh, it's a $200,000 top prize. The $200,000 air maker doesn't sound so great in marketing. So yeah, just remember that. Uh, who is the best putter this week? Oh, Brad. You're bordering now, bro. That's two. You get three. And after that, I'm actually going to ban you. Off topic question. What product do you use for your hair? Always looks fantastic. I don't know. Paul, it's sitting right next to you. It's some sort of paste. Uh, let's let's uh, let's have a look here. It's called uh, we we are not. Uh, no, it's L'Oreal Studio Line. What's the number? Number four TXT. It's a deconstructing cream wax. Yeah. So and it it's washes out of your hair really easily. It's too. like really waxy though. Like uh, I've, tr- I've tried it before when I had a little bit more hair. Yeah. You. I, I guarantee you used. You need just like I got th- real thick hair. Yeah, but you need like this much of it. Yeah, I used too much. It felt yeah. like, it yeah, was, when, when like I put a candle in there, like a melted candle yeah. in my hair. So. Uh, but you want to run some water through your hair once a day. I prefer the four because um, I, I accidentally bought the three one day, and it was not good. Uh, it's like really like oily and thick. Like the one thing I like about this is that I can make it go up like that. Um, and I can make it go down like this. Like it's, it's a good like form fitting. And I have thicker hair as well. I don't like using gel because man, my hair is brown. Uh, and when I use gel, it makes it look black for whatever reason. This one actually makes it look more like your natural hair color. So Jared F, those, that's Pat's hair cast for the day. Thoughts on Ortiz Pass. Cheapest golfer who's a lock. There is no player in this field who is a lock, even at the highest prices. Think that there's a cheap one? Give your head a shake. Uh, sorry, I'm a bit behind. Who are the best putters on fast greens? Well, I can service that for you. I will give you, let's see here. Let's just sort by lightning fat. Let's go by lightning and fast greens. Those are the two filters that I'm going to put on, on fantasynational.com. If you use slash mayo or promo code mayo, you can research this yourself and you'll get 20% off. Strokes game putting past 50 rounds on fast and lightning greens. Your best putter, Jason Day is the best putter. I will say that Kevin Kisner ranks out fifth. For the rest, you got to become a member because I can't just be giving this all away for free. Uh, Tiger Burger, Rom Answer, you asked it again. You're banned for life. So sorry. Uh, them's the rules, and you broke them. Uh, what about the argument that Burger's game is not well suited for mirror fields versus short tracks? Okay, you can make that argument if you want to. I think Burger is a good player. Oh, hit me up with some coffee, Paul. Thank you very much. I went cold because I've been talking this entire time. Uh, Herman top 20, Pat? Uh, not for me. Uh, thoughts on a lot of Danny Willett talk. I've already gone on that. Uh, can we get a five count for King Kong Bundy? One time, please. Maybe I'll save that for a special occasion. All in or all out on Tiger in a 20-minute? I'm all in. Is the Todd father going to make a move? Probably a move towards the bottom. Oh, it actually showed up on the screen, too. I'm watching it on the delay now that I can see you in the coffee pot. Just your hand, though. Harris English or Hadwin? Hadwin. Furick or Perez? Furick. Uh, 670 people watching, only 203 likes. We got to up that number. Highly agree. I'm actually going to tweet it out right now that this is still going on. Ah, maybe I won't do that because I do want to wrap it up soon. It does seem like there's still a ton of questions to get to. <laughs> I'm trying to fly through these. By the way, Um, where are we at here? This person just says, hello, new friend. Uh, The chat skipped on me, so that's why I'm here. We go. Uh, 
Any love for Hao Tong as a low price flyer? No. Sergio, Ben Ann, or just burn my money now? I like Sergio. Sergio or Casey? Sergio. T Dunks? Yes or yes? I'll take yes. T Dunks. Thoughts on live betting this week? I'll let you know live if I decide to do anyone on live betting. Like, I'm not from the fucking future. Give your head a shake, pal. Over under times, Jeff cuts Mayo off during a golf pick show. It's always the over. That is a, that is a lock. Will Cuss be able to make it on the cut sweat show? If he's around, I think that works out for him. But, you know, sometimes we don't like to call Cuss. He, he boils my blood too much. And if I'm actually, like, sweating stuff where I gave out to make the cut parlay and we're all sweating it, you probably don't want to hear from Cuss. Thoughts on Glover besides creepy looking? <laughs> I like Glover this week. Casey, finally going to have a top five here? Yes. Like I said, I'm not from the future. I don't know this stuff. Uh, most likely to withdraw. Uh, Brant Snedeker would be mine. When will Paul, Paul and Cody get to do a fight companion MMA cut sweat? I don't know, Paul. Is that anything you have any interest in doing? Sorry, I was reading a comment on uh, Twitter. What, what was the question there? Would you and Cody ever want to do an MMA cut sweat show? I mean, um, oh, like a live, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, Maybe. here's the thing for like the girls, I like I really, really am always focusing on like live bets and stuff. That's like the thing. That. Like you like watching and like usually like, I like watching golf like not on camera and doing yeah. it. Like we like to do a few of them a year just because we, we know it makes for a fun show. But like I wouldn't want to do it every week unless that was like my job, like Green Zone host. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you guys could set up a Patreon. Um, and if people like we for a big card or something like that, or you guys can pick a card, people yeah. can pay. Well, like, yeah, for the live betting, it's just like your window is literally like a minute in the corner to like get your action in a lot of the times, right? Yeah. Especially for like the the buy decision or inside the distance props, like in live. So, I mean, that takes a lot of my attention. Yeah, I think it would be a cool experience to do like once every few months. Yeah, just, for like the big cards, I think something we can consider for sure. Yeah, so we'll look into that. Thanks for the suggestion. Rory or Cantlay? Rory. Ricky the Forgotten Man this week? Don't think so. People like them the Rickster this week. What do I got Ricky coming in at? Ricky around 12% ownership, so I guess being situated between like Woodland, Answer, and Tiger, uh, the ownership is drifting away a little bit. I don't like or dislike... I like Ricky more than I dislike him this week, but there's just too many guys. We've been seeing a lot of people do for wins finally get them. Okay. Wouldn't everyone who hasn't won yet be due for a win, though? Would be my contention. Like you just said, let's see here. Uh, do you see this narrative playing out for Rory? Well, is Rory due for a win or is Hovland more due for a win? Is Cantley due for a win? Is Rom due for a win? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Cantley, Simpson, Xander, or Woods? I'm going with Tiger Woods. Do you have a good method of adding T5s, T10s, or T20s to your outrights without overexposing yourself to bets? Ah, not great. I just try to not make a lot of those. Like, when I do the each ways, those are top fives for me. That's why you never see top fives appear on my betting cheat sheet, because those are the guys that I want to play top five. Uh, Top 20s, I just tend to take longer shots so I don't have to bet as much on them. And, like, you only need to hit one every few weeks, and that pays for everything. Uh, I hit two a few, like, three weeks ago or something like that, and it paid for, like, two months' worth of T20 bets. Uh, Just because I only take the longer shot play. Like, I don't like laying a huge chunk on someone at, like, minus 150 to come inside the top 20. Like, I'd rather, like, if you want to do that, like, if there's, like, even head-to-heads, they can get a bit dicey. I think that's actually, like, where the make-the-cut stuff comes in really well. Like, I like to parlay them together just because it's a lot of fun. But, like, to make the cut this week, I'm looking at, like, I think Phil makes the cut. Phil's minus 163 to make the cut. 
If you do really want to hammer a big piece of something, I think that's better than like top end, top 20 bets. I do. Uh, and may, it might not be fill for you. Like you might want to bet, I don't know, JT Poston minus 150 to make the cut or whatever numbers that you can find. I, I just think that's a better idea because uh, it's just you. It's not you versus anyone. Like a top 20 is that player versus the field in terms of very high end finish. It's a head to head to head. It's literally one player versus another. And where over 50% of the players are going to make the cut this week, I think you can find some good odds if that's something that you wanted to smash. Uh, just my thought on it anyway. Fowler or Steele or Garcia and Fitzpatrick or go Fowler and Steele. Kuchert, Day, Casey. I'd use Casey. Thoughts on Hadwin? Like Hadwin. Are you going to go right back to Morikawa after the win? I'm not betting him, but I am playing him on DraftKings. Uh, so, yes, I am using him. Norlander or Dunks? Dunks. Do you think bogey avoidance will be a good stat to look at? I don't think that bogey avoidance is ever a good stat to look at. So uh, I've laid this out a bunch of times, but it's more of a... Like, war in baseball tells you the story of who has been good. Because it's a counting stat. Bogey avoidance is kind of the same thing. It's a lot like scrambling. It relies on so much that does it rely on putting one week? Does it rely on short game one week? Like, where are you actually avoiding your bogeys from? Is it from 100 yards away? Is it from two yards away? Like, there's a lot of unknown with bogey avoidance, and it just kind of tells the story about your week. I don't find it has much predictive value at all. Uh, Where the hell is Kiradesh? Need more SIGs on the course. He switched to Vapen. Just started playing DFS golf. All right, Cole. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Smash the like button while you're here. Ah, I've banned five people, Paul. We got five down votes. Cowards. Start your own show. You don't like it so much. Let's see how you do. Uh, Im or Fino? Im. Who do you like around the green? The guys who are best around the green. 69th like. Nice. This is from Mike. He said, love to see it, but seriously got me into dfs for my love of golf would love for you to check out my column sometime this is mike renzulli uh i'm gonna go google mike renzulli after this and i'm gonna go check out his article so i think you guys should all do that too fan of the show support the people who support the show it's a community we got going on here just one where i'm the dictator and yell at everyone yes paul why do so many people want to play ernie ells this week i see the (laughs) chat and it's like ernie ells people are all about ernie ells like when is it ever a good time to play ernie ells big earn maybe they just watch kingpin they're getting confused for big earn mccracken i don't know i don't know why people are so in on ernie ells (laughs) uh merit or hughes merit i like more merit crush the like button like that dude with the pull-out couch Kepka or Woods? Woods. Luke List for showdown? I'm not even thinking about showdown. Mark Hubbard, two percenter. Solid since restart, except for last week. We in on the sportish, Swedish porn king this week? I, I can't remember the last time he actually played. So I don't know what the fuck he's doing in this field. I like Phil a lot this week when ex- expected infusion of more casuals. Do you expect his ownership to be up? No, I don't. It never really translates to Phil, to be perfectly honest with you. Streelman ownership, around 12%. Rory, Rom, Cantlay, if you had to choose the best player for the rest of the season, I would take the best player in the world, Rory McIlroy. Uh, does Scotty, Scotty doesn't know Scheffler or Keegan, not Pat Bradley. I like Keegan Bradley this week. I like those two. I like Scotty doesn't know Scheffler. He doesn't know the fucking cut line or when the tournament actually starts and he needs to start making birdies. Strocker or Willett? Neither. Hideki, Rom, Tiger, Tiger. Do you like Casey this week? If so, how much Casey? Is too much Casey? I like him fine. I'm not using him though. Uh, is it possible to putt worse than Byun-Hun Ann did last week? Fun fact about Ben Ann, he lost zero strokes putting last week. I believe that's what it turned out to be. Let's see here, Ben Ann. 
he just lost a whole bunch early and then made a whole bunch late. Uh, he wasn't. He just he just played poorly across the board early on. Yeah, lost a neutral amount of strokes gained putting zero on the dot. So. There we go. Five minutes left to enter that Twitter draw, by the way, if you want some free millionaire maker tickets. Ban somebody for life. You ban someone for life? Yeah, he said you were garbage. I wasn't wasn't standing. I wasn't standing for that. He said I was garbage? He said, Mayo, you are garbage. So you know what? I got... Like banned him. I, uninten- I unintentionally banned somebody who was like next to him because the you know the clicker or whatever. Did you? Un- but then I un I unhit or I unbanned them, and then I put the other guy just to make a statement. I banned him and then put him in timeout as well. Why that might unban him? And just well, put him we'll in see if he pops back up. Anyway, then I'll garbage. ban him. Please, your words. Good. You think you hurt Pat Mayo? No, you are the trash. You are the trash compared to Pat Mayo. Uh, Sergio Fino, Rory Matsuyama, my core four. I, I don't care who your core four is, and no one else does. You're just hurting people in terms of getting questions. Just because of you, Michael C., I don't remember your account. I'm cutting this short today. How about that? That's all your fault for, for just making statements no one cares about. And we're almost out of time in questions anyway. Uh, thoughts on Ryan Palmer repeating? Or does he play better than his DraftKings price? A lot like Damon, I can see going back to Palmer. It's just never going to be that bad ever again. Hopefully not. Um, but I can see it. At top of his game, he's a good ball striker. That's who plays well here. Good ball strikers. Pat, when are you coming back on my NBC screen in Philly again? Probably football season, Billy. Uh, hopefully I can get something worked out with NBC again this week and all their affiliates. And no matter where you live, if you're watching NBC, you'll see Pat Mayo popping up, giving you terrible picks on the spread. Uh, thoughts on roster construction been over that since the restart who has been the best around the green in approach but losing strokes putting best or best on approach losing strokes putting is answer that's not even close uh if i go to the other one strokes gained sort by strokes gained time frame last two months that will just give me all of the tournaments since the restart worst putter who is best on approach why is now nothing coming up oh that's why <laughs> That was stupid. I still had everything on fast and lightning because that's I looked that up for someone in terms of putting splits. But no one has played a fast or lightning type green course since the restart. Let's see here: strokes gained approach, bad putter. Well, Hovland, um, Hovland's been good around the greens, the best on approach with answer, and 111th in this field in putting. Also, good around the green, good on approach, bad at putting. Justin Thomas. Um, other than that. Homa has been good on approach, bad around the green, bad on the greens. Uh, oh, here's one. Sergio, 21st in approach, third around the green, 119th in putting. So those would be the guys that you're looking for. Uh, Bubba, this batter, bounce back. I mean, he's on the worst run of his career right now. He's never missed three cuts in a row before. That's what he's doing right now. So I don't know. Strillman or Poulter, neither. Uh, I would take Strillman over Poulter. Are you betting Luke List? Uh, I'm not. I bet him first-round leader. That's all the Luke List exposure I can handle. He'll play really well for one round, two, and then I'll bet him in a head-to-head or a three-ball, and he'll shoot, like, plus 20. Whose ownership is most surprising to you? Webb's. I just thought that he would get crunched uh, amongst the bigger names, and people believe in Webb this week. Brooks' ownership Brooks ownership number around 12%. Do you like him as a pivot off Tiger? I don't like pivoting off Tiger, so no. Uh, Rose is probably the pivot off Tiger since he's, like, 4% owned. Uh, thoughts on Brant Snedeker. Yeah, he's out. Don't use him. Going back to Billy Ho. Wasn't on Billy Ho last week. Not going to be on him this week. Todd or Von Taylor? Neither. Do you like Grace? No. 
if Cuss can't make the live shows, maybe bring in Christopher Walken. <laughs> I mean, they're like the same guy. They sound exactly the same. Uh, Casey or Xander? Xander. Do you like Stars and Scrubs? I do. Hovland or Hideki or both? I like Hovland. Do I make bad picks or do my picks just play really badly? I like to think it's just bad picks play. Good picks just play really badly in the week that you pick them. It's not your fault. It's their fault. Thoughts on Weisberger? Like him. Hovland ownership versus Cantley ownership. They're two. They're going to be two of the highest owned guys. Cantley projects to be the highest owned guy. So, how about Doc this week? Take the week off, Doc. Here. Uh, thoughts on Dustin Johnson? Like Dustin, kind of getting forgotten this week. Uh, anyway, we can access your fantasy national sliders. I mean, you need to be me to find those things, and you probably don't want those anyway. You want probably want someone who are. I can tell you what they are. Uh, I don't really care. I I usually expose them, and I, I did adjust them a little bit from the Saturday show, but they're up on the screen during the Saturday show when I walk through everything. Let's see: ten percent off the tee, twenty-five percent on approach, fifteen percent four fifty to five hundred par fours. 5% par fives, 5% sand saves, 5% putting, 10% opportunities gained, 10% around the green, 10% 150 to 175, and 5% par threes, 200 to 225 yards. Those are my sliders this week on my Fantasy National custom model. Mickelson or Harry English? Mickelson. Any Sebastian Munoz exposure? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, Doc Redman or Norlander? Uh, I would take Redman. Any exposure to sync? Nope. Casey or Sergio or Immer Glover? I'd go Immer Glover. Do you like iced coffee? I do not like iced coffee. Are all the Millionaire Maker tickets given away? Well, the contest is closed as of right now, so I'm sure that they're going to pick the people here soon. They'll send me an email saying that I need to tweet out all people have been credited with their tickets. That'll probably happen in like two hours, so maybe you can try to sneak one in, give it a retweet, give it a reply, and see if it goes. <sighs> my name is casey i hooked up with a girl named casey and i'm in this week on casey casey williams way to go i like it uh we're getting really bad questions right now uh thoughts on grio done that we've already covered all these like this person asked for the weather split that's what i let off the show with as i do for any of these so i'm gonna give it one minute if you have any like this or this questions put them in right now and i will get to those if not then we're just going to uh, to casually kind of go through this. Thank you all for watching. Uh, smash the like button if you can. I appreciate 99% of your comments. Um, I hope you enjoy my, my vocal work today with my impressions and my sound effects. That's always a fun time. Uh, this guy says F5 that button. I actually didn't know this. Does F5 actually smash the like button on DraftKings? That would be on, or on YouTube at least. Uh, thoughts on Bryson being purposely losing strokes to be paired with Brooks to bury him on the back nine. I like that. It's fun. Fowler or Reed, I'd go with Reed this week. Uh, what happened to posting the Fantasy National results from different time frames really helped for fantasy? Yeah, well, as it turns out, the people who became members of Fantasy National didn't like that I was just giving away all the stuff that you need to pay for, which is completely fair. <laughs> And it really took a long time to go through all that stuff. Just coming up with that sheet took like an hour to do, typing out all the names. And I didn't feel like doing it anymore. So just become a member at Fantasy National, and you can sort everything by the rolling report grid, and you can just find it all yourself. Use promo code MAIL, get yourself 20% off. Rom, Brooks, or Vic? Brooks. Finau or Neiman? Neiman. Streelman or Billy Ho? Streelman. Best value under $7,000? Munoz. 
Oh, the F5 is a wrestling move. Yeah, but that's Brock Lesnar's move. You can't do that to the like button. That doesn't even work. You can karate chop the like button. You can Ric Flair, woo, the button. You can't really like F5 the button. That's fucking stupid. I'm going to ban you for life, I think. Fucking stupid questions. Confusing me over here. Now you're okay. Uh, should I bet the house on Tiger plus 100 to make the cut? I wouldn't recommend betting your house on it. Anyone who says bet the house is someone who doesn't fucking own a house. That's usually kind of the, the method that goes into it. Because if you own a house, you wouldn't want to bet your house. Put it that way. But I think it's a good bet <laughs> at plus 100. Uh, Xander, Ricky, or Rom Casey? I like Rom Casey. Ogletree or Choi, what's wrong with you? Give your head a shake. Cantlay and Sergio or Rory and Joel Damon? Uh, go, let's go Rory, Joel Damon. I like it. Uh, Rory, DJ, or Cantlay? Let's go with DJ in that top fade from 10K and above in GPP. I'm not using Justin Thomas. I mean, I'm like, I'm fading a bunch of guys. I'm only using two. I'm using Morikawa and Bryson. Those are my guys 10K and above this week, and I'm going for it. What is your betting strategy for matchups? Do you usually wait till Friday to get a day of data? Yeah, I like to, I mean, I'm not great. Uh, I've hit some big ones in the past, but I usually like to play like one really big either matchup or three ball parlay just solely based on stats and then i'll usually try to find one head-to-head that i really like if i can find it just based on the stats from fantasy national like who played good one day who putted well one day you know the whole deal behind it and i just try to hit like one of them but if i don't see anything that like really sticks out i just take a pass i don't need to bet on it um i know that people like who do i get it on here who do i get on here sometimes you look at the board and you're like i don't like it so i'm not gonna play it merit or duffner duffner morikawa or hovland fuck i love both Morikawa. Morikawa. No one talking about Wolf. Wait for next week when Wolf's back at his happy place. Any place where you can dominate with driver is seems like it might be a Wolf place. And here, you can dominate with driver, but you need to have hot irons too. And that's so up and down for Wolf. Uh, let's see. Top player, $6,600 or less on DK. I gave you my three. Munoz, Furick. Duffner. I really like that collection of three guys. Uh, Na, Hovland, Lowry, or Cantley. I like Na and Hovland. Berger and Answer ownership worth it? I think so. Uh, they're not going to be like, uh, Answer will be super highly owned. I think Berger's projected higher than he's going to end up being. We're to the bottom of the questions. Here we go. Which one's a good fade? JT, DJ, or Rob? I'm fading them all. Merritt or Gooch? Gooch. Uh, feeling the burn this week? I like burn this week. Tiger or JT? Tiger. Uh, if you were to play two 10, 10K, 10, two 10K guys in the same lineup, who would it be? I would use Morikawa and Bryson DeChambeau. All right, so I just knocked off a few in the Facebook chat before I got out of here, too. Back to YouTube, Doc Anner Connors. Connors, Pat, quit dodging the question. Why do I hate fit? So you must be, like, new to the show or something. Uh, does Stallings have a chance this week? Here's the thing about Fitz. Uh, this isn't a European tour event in a weak field, so he's probably not going to win. He's a fine player. It's just when you have the guys with actual winning upside littered around him, I just don't get it. Safety-wise, sure. Um, if not, then yeah, go for it. Who's your favorite outright bet between DJ, Rory McIlroy, or Cantlay? Turn, you can just check out Pat Mayo's cheat sheet, which features none of those guys. So none of them are. That's going to do it on the Pat Mayo experience. You missed anything, you can rewatch the video. Uh, give it a like on your way out, fantasynational.com slash mayo. 
um, the giveaways have ended, and you can listen to this on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast in about 10 minutes' time when this is all done for. Thank you all for watching. Leave your questions. I know I give some of you a hard time because you deserve it. The rest of you, you're good people. Smash the like on the way out. And Cut Sweat Show, Friday afternoon. We'll check the weather to see if anything gets like wonky because uh, of weather delays or anything, but I'm guessing around 4.30 or 4.45 Eastern time is when Jeff and I will come in to sweat the cut. I gave away the official to make the cut parlay of the Pat Mayo Experience Cut Sweat Show up on Twitter and Facebook where you can go check that out if you want to play along with us. They're all guys who are going to be on the course in the late wave. It's not a good parlay. It's not even a smart parlay. But it'll be fun to sweat with us. Even if you want to put like 10 bucks on it, you'll pay 200 So have fun with that. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. Good luck this week. UFC Friday, football Saturday, movie bracket, and then back to golf once again for the 3M Open. The Pat Mayo Experience can't stop, won't stop, never stop. We'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!